Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Ronnie Brown, former Pro Bowl running back, and you're listening to The Jake Brown Show. Welcome to the Super Bowl Super Show. The Super Bowl Super Jake Brown Show here on CBS Radio's Play.it, iTunes, and Spotify, and Stitcher as well if you use that. Follow us on all social media at Jake Brown Radio and at Jake Brown Show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. In the building with us is Luke Halpert on the board. You can follow him at I am Luke Halpert. He is a happy man as the, his Atlanta Falcons are Super Bowl bound. They'll play the New England Patriots Sunday at 6.35 is when we projected to start after 12 hours of pregame that will go down, of course, in a Lady Gaga halftime show and a Trump speech uh, before the game. We also have Dana Hatcher manning the Facebook Live video. Um, Follow her on the gram if you want. Should I give away your Instagram? At Dana, Dana underscore Hatcher. Um, and you can follow me at Jake Brown Radio. Now, we have a cavalcade of stars. I went all out just to get a ton of guests to do football today. We have Vegas Day, friend of the program, of course, to talk about his potential $3 million on top of his $2 million coming. We have Ronnie Brown, the former Pro Bowl running back, coming on as well. We'll have Randy Cross, the three-time Super Bowl champion, former Jets wide receiver Rob Carpenter, and former NFL offensive lineman Brian Baldinger, if you do the math, one, two, three, four. I believe, Luke, if, if I'm not mistaken, that's five guests today. It's a cavalcade. It's a lot. And your Falcons, you're pumped right now. I'm feeling good right now, man. I'm feeling very, very Are you very feeling good. like antsy? Like, are you, are you, in the words of Mike Francesa, are you worried? I'm not worried. You know, I'll say this, man. You know, we're playing the Patriots, and you should never go into any game against the Patriots assuming you're going to win. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming that, you know what, I think we have a really good shot at this game. And at the end of the day, I don't think it'll, it'll at least be close. And I'll be in there. So, you know what, I'm feeling good. And I'm also, I'm just happy to be here, kind of. Like, I, at the end of the day, if we lose, I'm going to be bummed, but... Yeah, I think you ha- should have that mindset, but it's also like, you I know what, let's win long time, our man. first title now, and to, to do it against the Patriots would be just wonderful. And we'll have the, all those guests make their predictions. We'll give our prediction in a little bit here. Luke will give his, I'll give mine. Um, but man, this is this is what we want here. You have the number one offense, the number one defense. In the six matchups, and I've mentioned it a couple times in the other interv- interviews, the number one offense is 1-5 in five in the six games in the Super Bowl that they have faced the number one defense. Now, the Pats are technically the number one defense, allowing 15.6 points per game. And the Patriots offense, number one, 33.8 points per game is what they're scoring. I mean, you're talking about double, more than double the amount of points the Patriots score, uh, the Falcons score, to what the Patriots allowed, which makes you think, what the heck is going to happen? 
I mean, no one knows right now who to pick in this game. It is such a coin flip. You have Tom Brady going for his fifth title and something that no one else has ever done before. And you had Lawyer Malloy on the show last week tell us he is the greatest. What else does he need to prove? But this would just be the icing on the cake. In a season where he was suspended the first four games, where he only played 12 games, put up insane numbers, put up MVP-like numbers, and he made himself an MVP candidate in just three quarters of the season. I mean, we're talking about a guy who, if he wins this Super Bowl, Tom Brady will undeniably become the best quarterback ever. And for all the naysayers, hey, I'm one of them. I don't like Tom Brady. But you have to respect five Super Bowl titles. And it's not like he's won with great defenses, with great offenses. He's had some ragtag guys. Look at this year. Outside of Julian Edelman. We're talking about a guy who played lacrosse his entire high school career and college in Hogan. I mean, Hogan is a lacrosse player, Chris Hogan. We're talking about Martellus Bennett, who kind of has had a renaissance. I mean, he's always been a good tight end. But he is making it work this year without Rob Gronkowski on the field. You have a defense who's been good, but isn't star-studded defense, I would say, the Patriots, despite them having good numbers all season. So this is not like a – this isn't an incredible Patriots team. It's a legendary coach. It's a legendary quarterback doing legendary things. And then we go to the other side. We have a team that has a dozen guys. What is it, Luke? 12 or 11, it's either 11 or 13 guys have scored a touchdown for the Falcons this year. I think it's 13, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure, but I can get back to you. Yeah, look that up. It's either 11 or 13, but they have gone everywhere, man. The tight ends. You have uh, you have the star you have the star studded Julio Jones at wide receiver. You had Muhammad Sanu who's made a tremendous number two. You have Gabriel who's made a number three. You have Hardy. You have the tight ends. You have the running backs and Devontae Freeman and Devin Coleman. Devin Coleman. You had stud running backs who can also catch out of the backfield. You've had a good offensive line. You have a quarterback who has just put on a complete 180 since last season where he went 4-12 and and just had a miserable year. And we knew he was better than that. And Matt Ryan showed us that he's the MVP this year. And then we have their defense, Vic Beasley. How many sacks? 16 and a half, I believe. Or was it 13? They had 13 players scored touchdowns. 13 different players scored receiving touchdowns. Receiving touchdowns. And I think Vic Beasley had, what, 16 and a half sacks? I mean, he put up an insane year for a defense who sure has been inconsistent. 15 and a half. 15 and a half. Sorry, my numbers are off by one here yeah. and everything. Um, just, just a team that defied the odds in the Atlanta Falcons. A team that just... They, 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 they you, gelled late. You, you took the pancake and you flipped it over to the side that wasn't burned. It's cool as the other side of the pillow, in the words of Stuart Scott. Rest in peace. Is that, is that as cool cooler as... Than, cooler than the other side of the cooler pillow. Cooler than the other side of the pillow. They're cool as hell, man. And Matt Ryan has made it look easy. The offense just whizzes up and down the field. I mean, they make it look so darn easy. And it's going to it's gonna be a difficult task. You have the team that's been there and the team that's not been there. And while Luke said it, and this is how their fan base is feeling, we're happy to be there. The Patriots are not happy to be there. Bill Peljack is not happy to be there. I'm happy to be there, but I want to win. You want to win, of course. I'm feeling good now. I'm not going to feel this way. That's the issue, lose. Luke. But we're right talking now, about a team that's happy to be there versus a team that doesn't this, care you're that they're about there. The fan base. I, last night, I don't know about you, but last night I watched 
Super Bowl opening night when they did all the interviews with all the players, and the players are so focused. They get, you have all the, Deion Sanders, Marshall Falk, all the NFL Network guys trying to get everybody to make a trying to get someone it to slip, be focused put on, on Monday. Some it doesn't matter. Material. These guys are razor sharp. They're focused. They are playing to win. All right, we're signing off Facebook Live here. Check out the show tomorrow on Play It on iTunes, Spotify. Um, but yeah, I I just think. It's going to be a heck of a game, man. And trying to pick it is so difficult. But in the end, I just think experience outweighs offensive firepower. We've seen it before. We've seen this in the past. And every time the defense wins, except for just one. So I I, I want the Falcons to win. I really do. Uh, I don't want Brady to win a fifth title. I don't want Bill Belichick to win. But, man, it is so hard to pick against it's them in this tough. spot. It's to pick against Belichick and Brady in the Super Bowl. It's so difficult. And, and you look playing with fire. You look at the fact that, and we've talked about the Baldinger, it's so tough to say, but can Belichick win without Brady? Can Brady win without Belichick? I think more credit goes to Bill Belichick because this guy finds ways to win. The example of that is Matt Castle going 11-5. I mean, they missed the playoffs, but Matt Castle went 11-5. So you could put implement a Jimmy Garoppolo in there, and they'll likely still win. I yeah, mean, they, we saw it this Bill year. Belichick. They won with Jacoby Brissett. They beat a playoff team 27 nothing, 27-0. And that was a game that that was a pick'em game. The spread was pick'em. And we'll talk about Brett Musburger later, who is the gambling extraordinaire. Um, but I'll say this. Say it. There's just two different philosophies in this Super Bowl. It's a it's a young head coach who's not really sure what's happening here. It's a team that's overachieved, and it's the team who uses three words, who lives by three words. Do your job. And I think the do-your-job team beats the team that says, hey, guys, great season. We're doing great. Like, let's go beat the Patriots. It's It's easier said than done. And I got to look at the facts as well. I mean, you want to you want to nitpick? You want to naysay me? You'll say this to me. You'll say, "Hey, Jake." You'll say, "Hey, Jay Swizz." You'll say, "The Atlanta Falcons have scored 540 points this year." Oh, that's only tied for eighth all time with those 2,000 Rams who beat the Titans by one yard. 99 Rams. Well, the 2,000 Super Bowl. Oh, all right. No, it was 2,000 Rams. No, it was no two- 2,000 Rams made the playoffs, but they lost in the first round of the Saints. Yeah. Well, Aaron Brooks. Yeah, Aaron Brooks, throwback. Yeah, man. And, I mean, you could say, Jake, they have so many studs. You have the offensive coordinator, Kyle Shanahan, who's likely going to go to the 49ers, which we'll talk about with Randy Cross later on, the former 49er. And you could say, you know what, they have more talent. But the Super Bowl isn't about talent. It's just not. I mean, it is, but it's not about which team's going to run up and down the field and score more. You're at a point in the season where offense isn't winning championships ever. There's a reason why the saying has been forever, defense wins championships. Have you ever heard anyone say, hey, guys, offense wins championships? Not me. I don't, I don't know anyone who's ever said that. And the Patriots always find a way. And now you look at the – you say, Jake – Look what happened in those two Super Bowls with where the Giants beat the Patriots. The Giants put together a game plan where they just 
bum rushed Tom Brady. I mean, they had his ass on the ground. I don't think the Falcons' defense is strong enough like those two Giants' defenses where you have a Hall of Famer, Michael Strahan. You had OCU Minora. You had the cornerbacks there. That Giants, those Giants' defenses were really good. I mean, those were two really good teams with a tremendous head coach in Tom Coughlin. Not to, no disrespect to Dan Quinn. But we're talking about a great Giants defense with a Hall of Famer attacking the quarterback with a very subpar Falcons defense. You could say charge the middle, charge Tom Brady. That's our game plan. But you also have to remember, when you blitz on Tom Brady, he is the king of quick routes and finding guys for 5 to 10 yards as he does to Julian Edelman, as he does to Danny Amendola, as he does to Hogan. And Hogan has found ways to get the ball down the field. I mean, this guy's turned into a deep threat. I don't know if that's the lax bro in him, just going deep down the field and catching with the lax stick. I mean, I didn't play lacrosse, so I don't know. But he has a knack for finding himself open down the field. And it's remarkable what Hogan's done. He's really the X factor for this Patriots team. And we can't even forget LeGarrette Blunt, a guy who's good at short yardage scenarios, a guy who's been there before, a guy who's won, and then you got the speed of Deion Lewis. So they have they have some dangerous guys in the backfield as well against the Falcons' defense. Luke, I, I don't trust the Falcons to say they're going to attack Tom Brady and execute it without somebody being left wide open. Well, there's the thing about the Falcons' defense, and this is the thing. I had a big problem with this as well, is for a long time, man, the whole season, they were a really suspect defense. I mean, Vic Beasley had a nice year, but at the end of the day, it was a very suspect D. But what happened, and, it, and I was saying before, it took me a long time to really, you know, buy into it. But after they had a very late buy, and after their bye week, their defense was not the same as it was earlier in the year. I mean, you saw it even in the NFC title game. It, uh what do you call it? Aaron Rodgers? People come in. He's coming in. Oh, is he the best quarterback of all time? Is anyone hotter than Aaron Rodgers right now? And then they, he comes out in the first half and he puts up a donut. He did nothing. This is not the same defense. And you also have to look. I mean, say with Dan Quinn, it's his first time there as a head coach. This is his third Super Bowl in the last four years. He was the Seahawks defensive coordinator. And that's a great point. And they I beat saying. the Broncos and when they lost to the Patriots. So again, yeah. it's not even like he has uh, he has experience against Brady in this spot. But being a defensive Granted, coach versus a coach, head coach is a oh, completely different And story. I'm not I'm not, you know, poo-pooing that and I agree that there's something to be said there. Um but this is that that this is a really great coach who's really, you know, coached up his defense. They may not be the most talented team, but Hell, you saw it last game, man. They're playing as good as anybody right now. Yeah. Uh, uh, that is a good point about, about Quinn here. And let's say this. New England, they don't have big names on defense. You have Dante H- Hightower, Devin McCourty, Malcolm Butler. And Malcolm Butler is really starting to prove himself, and he's loving to trash talk as well. Yeah. I mean, this guy loves to talk smack. He's Him won- and Julio is going to be a hell of a matchup. And he tweeted back in 2012, uh, I, I want to I go up against him. I forget the words he used. but Be he's- careful what you wish for. Yeah, I mean, Julio Jones is a machine man. I just think when, when This you- could go either way. I'm yeah. with you. It, I mean, I'm kind of, myself, I'm kind of leaning Pats just because you know, you, it's it's Tom Brady. It's Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl. And listen, I mean, how can you go against him? But the Falcons, man, they're really good. And listen, anytime I make a pick, usually in the Scott Burgess philosophy, you pick against Shout Jay out Brown. Scotty Burge. Uh, while I did beat my coworker Brian Altman in spread picks for the year, a nice hundred dollar winner, 
I I went I, like 15 games over 500 against the spread, better than most CBS Sports experts, like a Pete Prisco. Oh, that's a shot. They right weren't <laughs> they weren't advertised. They weren't public because I didn't write about it. I did my locks for like 10, 10 weeks and then I gave up because my locks turned into Jake Brown's coin flips of the week. It was basically a 500 record overall, over 500 on those. But I'll say this: usually pick against me. So that's why I I, I want to pick against myself. I want the Falcons to win. I want a new guard. I want this Tom Brady era to come to a freaking end. But it won't. I hate to say it. I want it to. And let's hope. We may go to a Falcons bar. By the way, my birthday is Sunday. You're Super Bowl to the Sunday. Bar with me. The big two you're six. Coming with me. I might go to the Falcons you're, bar. You're, you're coming. What is this? Uh, feel free if you're at the Falcons bar to buy me drinks. Watering hole. Um, oh, see, the problem is if you get there so early, you got to like, Super Bowl. Though. Am I going to be wasted by six thirty? Like, I don't want to. No, I want to be yourself. watching the game, like know what's going on. Jake, but it's my you, birthday, though. You were with so me. So you got to have a party. I mean, you were with me at the Seahawks bar. It'll be like that. Yeah, <laughs> we went to a Seahawks bar. Pat Seahawks. Was, Op- was that forty nine? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think Super so. Bowl forty nine. Open bar. Let's just say the the hotel lobby next door. I mean. I was laying back like I was like here's me laying back like you can't see this right now but I was down here that picture Luke is just legendary where he, just a friend took a over uh, asleep in a hotel took a, a selfie hotel a selfie of the mirror and you just see me dead in the back like I was doing the Bernie except I was literally dead well yeah it's the thing with I mean for people listening I mean if you're in New York City has a team bar for basically every team in any sport so what we did is we found a bar for the Seahawks. And the thing is, for these things, especially for a big game, to get if you want to secure a spot, you got to go early. So the game doesn't start till six thirty, but we're there like three thirty, four o'clock. Yeah, and we had open bars. So that's the thing. I don't know if I want to go that early. I like watching at home, but it's my birthday, so I have to go out. But you got to go, go out. Falcons Come bar. out with me. Think about it. It's gonna be everyone who hates the Patriots and Falcons fans. It'll probably be that's packed. Me. I'll be there. Come on. Can, can you make like a reservation? Can you say it's my There's birthday? Can thing. you tell them that we have a table or something? We'll get in. We'll get in. Tell them we'll like advertise it on the show or something. We'll do, let's let's do it. Let's do something where we get something free out of this. All right. You know, I like free things. I do. You like free things, Everyone Dana? Likes free things. Everyone loves free things. Um, but man, it's such a tough one to pick. I mean, try and predict this game is one of the more difficult Super Bowls to predict because you have the. It's hard to pick against the Falcons because they've been so damn good, but it's hard to pick against the Patriots ever. And I think also they're they're. Pretty similar teams too. It's kind of like your. It's not like when it was Pat Seahawks, where the Seahawks were more defensive driven and the Pats were more offensive driven. I mean, these teams are both pretty similar. I would say. Yeah, I mean Atlanta's offense is exceptional. And what's in common with these teams? And so is the Patriots. The Falcons, offense. the Patriots, each have had five common opponents: Denver, Seattle, Arizona, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and both went four and one. Each team lost to the Seahawks, with Atlanta losing on the road, and the Patriots at home. The cumulative scores were 168-88 for Atlanta, 119-82 for New England. The Falcons had an average margin of victory of 20.5 points. The Patriots were 11. The Falcons have blown teams out this year. I mean, they've had no doubt about it. They put up points at will. I mean, this game could come down to running backs. We talk about Brady, Matt Ryan, Brady, Matt Ryan. Don't forget about Blunt Lewis and a little James White. Not our good friend James White on Vine. Rest in peace to Vine. Very good, very nice, very swag. I like it. Um, But uh, (laughs) the other James White, (laughs) not the former uh, New York Nick high-flying slam dunker, James White. Atlanta had the seventh 
toughest schedule this year. New England had the 29th. Atlanta, that's yeah, and that Vegas Dave did say that he said the Patriots did not have a ton of challenges this year. That easier schedule, and this is their toughest task. And a lot of the tough teams the Pats played, they played backup quarterbacks. Like they played the Steelers regular season, Landry Jones. Like and they played Brock Osweiler, who's basically a backup quarterback. I mean, Brock Osweiler. Oh my! I mean, I could probably win a starting job against him, throwing a couple of Chad Pennington folly floaters up there. I mean, Brock Osweiler is just terrible. And yet he won a playoff game. Yeah, and Tim and Tim Tebow. This is the Jake Brown Show. CBS Radio is played on it. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Jake Brown Radio, Jake Brown Show. Coming up later in the program. Here we got a couple more minutes till we hand it off. It is uh, Vegas Dave, Ronnie Brown, Randy Cross, Rob Carpenter, and Brian Balding. Luke, I want you. As I give my official score prediction MVP to cue up the CBS music, we're going to give our predictions. I'll give mine. Luke will give his. I mean, you already know who I'm picking, but let's break it down officially. Hit the hit the lights. Hit the music. Turn it up a little bit. 6.30 start, a Lady Gaga halftime show. It'll probably go till midnight. Looking forward to Lady Gaga. Hope no Trump is mentioned. Not Nothing political. I just don't want to hear anything political in this game. Put the politics to the side. Put Sage Steele to the side. Put the, the Muslim ban, the airport, whatever the hell's going on in the universe aside. Let's just talk some football. Enjoy some great commercials. Enjoy a good halftime show like an American would on a Super Bowl Sunday. That happens to be on my freaking birthday. Let's break this game down. The New England Patriots are looking for a Super Bowl title. They are looking for their fifth Super Bowl title with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick at the helm. The Atlanta Falcons enter this in their second. The only one they lost in 1999 to the Denver Broncos on that 98 season. You heard us talk to Terrence Mathis. You heard us talk to Morton Anderson earlier this week. You have one franchise that has consistently won and one that is inconsistently won. You have the number one defense, the number one offense going at it. Take your pick. I'm taking mine, and I'm taking the team who has been there before, as I said over the course of this show, the New England Patriots. I hope I'm wrong. I hope the Atlanta Falcons beat them. I don't see this game being in, being a double-digit decide a game. I think it's going to be decided by single digits. It's going to be close throughout. I think the Falcons may even have the ball last, but come just short. I'm going to stick with my score from last week. 31-27 Patriots beat the Falcons in Houston, Texas, NRG Stadium, and I think your Super Bowl MVP once again as he locks himself and cements himself as the greatest to ever do it is Thomas Brady, 31-27 Pats, Tom Brady, Super Bowl MVP. I think Julian Edelman will have a big 150-yard game. I think LeGarrette Blunt will have a big game, 80 yards and a touchdown around there. I think Bill Belichick holds the trophy, and I, I think the moment we're all waiting for, the trophy is handed from Roger Goodell to Tom Brady following Deflategate. Before we hand it off to our guest, Luke, break it down. Who do you like? What's your pick? What's your score? History with the Patriots in the Super Bowl. 
would dictate that this is going to be a close game. Because literally every single Super Bowl the Patriots have ever been in, not since Brady's been there, has been a one-score game. My heart wants to go to the Falcons. I've been a Falcon fan since I was a child. I've seen them lose before. I don't want them to lose again. However, my brain has a very tough time picking against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl. So, I'm gonna go, and I agree with your score. You said 31-27. Can't pick the exact score. I, that's what I see, though. I see a high-scoring game. I mean, you got two all-world quarterbacks right now who literally cannot be stopped. And this one could come, could come down to who has the ball at the end of the yeah. game. But, you know, my brain is telling me 31-27, New England Patriots. Wow, he's picking against his team. I got to give you credit, not going with the homer pick, because if the Jets or Giants were in the Super Bowl, there's no way I pick against them. I go well, with I mean, my heart. I'll root for him, but, I mean, you got to be objective. All right, know? going against his team. We are both in lockstep. 31-27, the Patriots will defeat the Atlanta Falcons. A great first segment of Super Bowl Super Show. Y'all thought we were finished? Ah, we still got a whole lot coming at you. We'll have a Pro Bowl running back, Ronnie Brown, three-time Super Bowl champion Randy Cross, former a dozen-year NFL offensive lineman Brian Baldinger, former Jets wide receiver Rob Carpenter, and our good friend, the man who will be $3 million, $3 million richer if the Falcons win, me and Luke picking against them, Vegas. Dave, thanks, for everyone, for listening to The Jake Brown Show. If you're on iTunes Podcast, make sure you subscribe. Rate it five stars, write a review, and uh, Spotify, you can follow there, and Stitcher. I still don't even know where Stitcher is used. I think it's an Android. I don't know who uses Stitcher, but if you use Stitcher, there's, follow there's us there as well. There someone it. uses Stitcher. I'm sure Santa. Jake Brown Radio, Jake Brown Show, and Sant. Congratulations to our friend Sant. is on to ESPN Radio in Virginia, so he's leaving us uh, forever. I was just trying to sing a Goodbye, song. Sing a song. <laughs> Goodbye, sweet prince. <laughs> All right, enjoy the guest. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, if you want to send me a gift, you could DM me and ask uh, for my address. I'll, I'll take all gifts. Hit, hit the Venmo if you want to Venmo. <laughs> I sound like, by the way, before we wrap it up here, screw the fake guy. I'm not going to say his name just for legal reasons. I probably can't. But the same guy who made the fake Latrell Sprewell Twitter, and yes, I have never said this on the show. We never said it, Luke. We did interview a fake Latrell Sprewell. He has a southern accent. He lives in Missouri. We're not going to say his name. He has made a fake Ray Allen Twitter as well. So stop being fooled by this scam artist who's trying to make, who made a GoFundMe where it says his name in the GoFundMe. That, that's more what I have an issue with. Is he scamming people for money? He's made like $500 or something. I don't know exactly how much. People believe, sorry, Wendy Nix, sorry to the to the Super Bowl champion, um, the, the the guy I was talking to you about earlier, the 49er, Super Bowl champion, oh, made the Dwight catch. Clark. Dwight Clark. All these guys were fooled by him. So screw you. I won't say his name, but go to the GoFundMe page. You'll find it. It isn't the real Latrell Sprewell. It isn't the real Ray Allen. It's the same goddamn hick who made the same damn Twitter for two different people. And he's scamming good Stop scamming the world. I'll end on that. Enjoy the rest of the show, everybody. Super Bowl Sunday. We'll see you next week. Football is over. What would you say? I thought you wanted to talk about cats. Oh, screw cats.
He was ranting all before the show. We He's like, I got to say something about cats. I hate... Okay. So I'll, I'm, I'll I kind of threw your thing off, but hey, I mean... Now, Dana provided insight here. She doesn't want to speak, but you could speak with the mic off and say, you said cats are trained to not run away or they come back to wherever the place feeds them. It's their instinct to come back. I saw three cats outside this morning where they could easily escape and run to... Anywhere, go to Walmart, go go to fucking McDonald's, anywhere. And they're just chill. Like, they have to run away and not. There's many that run away that don't come back. Like, have you ever. Yeah. Why do the owners put themselves in a position to lose the cat? Like, it seems like they don't care about the cat. Because the cat will always find its way, for the most part. We, I hear Mike is on. We An outdoor Mike. cat. So, are there indoor cats? Yeah. My, my cat at home, my parents have a cat, Amber. Your cat is a fat ass. I have a really fat cat. <laughs> and it's so old, too. It's, they named Fat Cat this, in the City after your cat. We got this cat in 2001. It is about, it, it, it's maybe like. I wish your cat was named. It's really fat. I wish it's your, a miracle it's made it this long. How you didn't name your cat Albert, I'd be going, hey, 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 to your cat every time. You, that thing should cat. be Fat Albert. It shouldn't be called. Fat Amber. B- Amber. Fat Amber. You called it Amber. You named the girl My for him Albert. My mom and dad are somewhere. Can you change right it to Albert so I can say, hey, hey, hey? You, you could call her whatever that you want That thing is huge. She's a big cat. That is like the Chris Carlin of cats. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's a big cat. Chris Carlin, very nice guy. He is. I mean, I used to get his pizza back in S and Y. I was the him and uh, he knows what, my uncle. Uh, this is we're going all over <laughs> tangents. This became a Super Bowl show. Now we're this talking about fun. freaking cats. But I'm telling you, those things run away. Like if you put a puppy. Now we we've established before that puppies aren't as smart as cats. But you put a puppy out, that thing is gone faster than you could say lightning. I mean, that thing's running away without a leash. Is it just puppy dogs are dumber? Dogs are just dumber. They learn with their noses. Are you, you want to be radio? Why aren't you a veterinarian? Do you ever dog walk or anything? Dog. There's the accent coming out. There it is. That is the expertise of veterinarian Dr. Hatcher here. Uh, Dr. Dana. That'd be a great show wow. name. Wow. Dr. Dana. <laughs> Dr. Dana. Oh, man. She wears like a lab coat. Talking cats and dogs. It's raining cats and dogs. It's raining cats and dogs here on the Jake Brown Show. <laughs> Anyways, if you have a cat and you're going to let it free, just be prepared to say sayonara, kitty cat. Because that thing should be gone. Like, you know what? I get worried when I walk past a black cat that I'm going to have bad luck that day. But it worked for the 69 Mets. They won the World Series when a black cat walked by. So keep on coming, it, it black cats. On you don't scare of me. The, of the spectrum you're on, man. You know? I'm team puppies all day. Anyways, hope you're watching the Puppy Bowl this weekend. Hope you're watching the Super Bowl. Um, and go Dirty Birds. We're picking the Falcons, but go Dirty Birds. Go Falcons. Go Falcons. Go. Enjoy Vegas Dave, Ronnie Brown, Randy Cross, Rob Carpenter, and Brian Baldinger. We're out. This is Brian Baldinger, and you're listening to the Jake Brown Show. And we're back on the Jake Brown Show, a Super Bowl super show. CBS Radio's played on iTunes, Spotify, a cavalcade, one of my favorite words, of stars on the show today. On the line with us now is a guy who, I guess you could say he invented the Wildcat. I mean, he was the king of the Wildcat with the Miami Dolphins. He's former Pro Bowl running back Ronnie Brown. And you can follow him on Twitter, 
at Ronnie 23 Brown. Ronnie hanging out in 70-degree temperatures. What's going on, man? Hey, man, not too much. I, I mean, I, I appreciate it, but I don't think I – started the wildcat i just kind of made it a little famous i guess they say oh you could brush a little dirt off your shoulder because you you are the wildcat um what uh you said you're golfing today what's how's your golf game looking these days a work in progress that's the best <laughs> way to describe it what would your handicap be uh, i'm about an 18 well it my my handicap now says that i'm a 16 but uh so i'm two years into it so i guess that's not bad i got a lot of a lot of upside, I guess. Yeah, you could definitely be a lot worse than that. You could be Tiger Woods, I mean, current hey. Tiger Woods. <laughs> I'd take that. I think there's a lot of people out there that would take that right oh, now. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, the Super Bowl is upon us now. Are you a guy here? You play with the Dolphins, of course. Are you, I'm assuming, you're rooting for the uh, Falcons here? Absolutely. I'm a Georgia guy. I grew up in Georgia, and obviously at the same time, you know, being in Miami for six years, it didn't help the cause for me to root for New England. Mm-hmm. So you're all on board with the Falcons. Break this game down for us. Number one offense, number one defense. Uh, you, you're you picking the Falcons, of course. Break it down. Tell us the score and why the Falcons you think are going to win. Well, I mean, honestly, like when I look at it and you look at the X's and O's and then you look at uh, the stat sheets on paper, um, you know, you'd be excited about Atlanta, but at the same time, being realistic, you know, knowing Belichick and the way that he runs things and the way that he addresses and uh, approaches the game, you know, I think I'd be crazy to say that, you know, to go against those guys up there. One, um, I think the biggest thing is they have experience on their side. They've been in this position so many times. And then they have Tom Brady, who's he's, who he's the starting quarterback, but at the same time, he's been – you know, to numerous uh, Super Bowls. So, you know, you'd have to give them that edge. And then when you continue to go down the line, you know, I think when you look at Atlanta's offense and how dynamic they are, you know, they have a few different guys. You have Matt Ryan and the things he did on offense this year, you know, were amazing. You have a guy who's arguably one of the best, if not the best receiver in the NFL in Julio Jones. And then you have a supporting cast. Um, and, and all those guys pull their own weight, whether you're talking about the two-headed monster at running back or, you know, the other guys that are dynamic as well at, at the receiver position. You know, you have a lot of guys that are capable of making plays, but at the same time, when you look at New England's approach, they kind of remind me of, uh, of a Greg Popovich coach team. Hmm. You know, he's going to try to take away your biggest star, which I think arguably for Falcons will be Julio Jones, Julio Jones and try to take their chances on trying to stop the run with the rest of those guys in the perimeter. And, and when you do that, you know, you have, I think, New England's chance of stopping Atlanta, given that theory, you know, is a little higher than Atlanta's chances of stopping, uh, of stopping New England. Just because with New England on their offense, they don't have a star outside of Tom Brady. They don't have a guy who's the go-to guy. You know, you watch a guy like Hogan this last week, you know, who's a – guy that no one really knew of and I think the last game he had more yards uh in that game than he did his whole senior season so you know when you look at that they always have a new guy step in and so there's no guy that you can just kind of center in on unless it's Tom Brady and you continue to get to him and put pressure on him and you know so I think when you look at those factors you'd have to lean a little bit towards New England just for those two things 
Do you have a Ronnie Brown score prediction here? Is it going to be a high-scoring affair? You know what? Surprisingly, I don't think it's going to be as high-scoring as we think. Hmm. Um, you know, I'd say probably somewhere around 50 points, maybe. So so you're going with something like a 27-24 kind of game? Yeah. I mean, and, I mean, I guess that's fairly high, but I don't think, you know, most people are thinking probably mid, mid to high 60s. I mean, mid to... to Mid fifties to high, low sixties in terms of points, but I don't think so. Just given the way that you know, I think this game is going to be approached, and you know, um, trying to keep teams out. Of, like you said, we got the number one scoring offense against the number one scoring defense, and you know that may carry a little bit of weight. Who would your Super Bowl MVP be? Who do you see winning? Super Bowl MVP. Matty well, Ice. I'm, I would if the Falcons win. Um, it would either be. <laughs> It, it would have to, you know, I would say it has to be Julio. Hmm. It's going to have to be just because, you know, those other guys are able to be factors and play a big role. But, you know, I think that that team goes as Julio goes. A couple more minutes here with Ronnie Brown, the former pro bowler, Dolphin Eagle, Charger, Texan Charger. Again, two-time Chargers who are on the move now. Uh, as a guy from Georgia, we hear a lot of naysayers, like uh, I think it was Dan Shaughnessy who said something about Falcons fans are kind of laid back. They they don't bring a lot of excitement to the Super Bowl. Their fans aren't great. What do you say to those naysayers? Well, I think any team that has success, one, obviously going to have te- uh, fans that haven't been on the bandwagon the whole time. But at the same time, you know, there's a, you know, just being in Atlanta and living in Atlanta, there's a lot of true fans that support this team through thick and thin and that have been there, you know, since the previous Super Bowl, which was, what, 98? Mm-hmm. And, you know, have went through some of those rough years with, with the team and the growing pain. So, you know, you still see a lot of people represent even when the team isn't doing so well. It's a little easier when things are going well, but I don't think I've ever seen a team, you know, to have as many fans when they're winning as they do when they're losing. Falcons win here. Is kind of the fan in you, the hometown guy, kind of hyped up here? I mean, the first Super Bowl in franchise history, this would be a huge deal. Absolutely. You know, I think it would be good for the city. Um, you know, it's growing. It continues to grow. But the notoriety and what Atlanta brings and, you know, I think just seeing them on that stage and that success, you know, that would be great. Like you said, this would be the first Super Bowl. And then getting the Super Bowl in Atlanta in a couple of years, you know, I think that – That'll be another reason, you know, just to be excited. But just, you know, living in Atlanta and just seeing something, having something good happen for your city and, you know, for them to represent on this stage. And I think this is pretty much uh, the highest you can get in terms of, you know, being on center stage when you're in the Super Bowl. Yeah, man. I mean, the the Braves are having rough times upon them right now. The Hawks are probably not going to win a title for a while here. This would be big for the uh, city of Atlanta. Ronnie Brown, former Pro Bowl running back. Follow him on Twitter at Ronnie23Brown. Ronnie, great having you on. Good talking to you, and uh, good luck on that golf game. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's always good talking to you. Hey, this is former Jets wide receiver Rob Carpenter, and you're listening to the Jake Brown Radio Show. And we're back here on the Jake Brown Show. CBS Radio's played out at iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher is where you find us. Friend of the program coming on, Vegas Dave. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram. It's Vegas Dave. It's VegasDave.com. Dave, I know this weekend and this whole week uh, you're having a blast in Houston. 
Yeah, busy week for me. I'm excited to get to Houston, do some uh, media work, and then uh, root on the Dirty Birds to get that trophy on Sunday. So, first off, you, you got two parties going on with, we'll call them Sean Combs and Two Chains. Tell us about uh, what you got going. Yeah, they reached out to me in Houston uh, for me to host the event. P Diddy's uh, performing Saturday and Sunday. Two Chains is performing, so uh, I made a flyer. I'm the host of the event. I actually just had um, dinner with Two Chains manager when I was in Atlanta. Come to find out, he buys my baseball picks. So <laughs> small world. <laughs> We had a dinner at Ruth Chris uh, last couple weeks ago before I went to the Atlanta Green Bay game. So it was cool meeting him. Two chains, four bracelets. Um, so you will uh, get five million. Is that correct? If the Falcons win this Sunday, three million. If three I million. Get the two million on the NFC. If they win the Super Bowl, it's another three, sir. So a total of five. I mean, I could take a guaranteed million and just enjoy it, but. I'm letting it ride. I'm playing with house money, and I believe Atlanta gets it done. They're going to win Sunday. All right, this is the Super Bowl show, the Super Bowl super show here on the Jake Brown Show. Why will the Falcons get past the Patriots? Give us your uh, score and why the Falcons will win here. I can't give you the exact score, but I just believe the Falcons, it's their time at Ryan Payton's dues. Um, Their offense is ticking, and um, that defense is stepping up. They're giving up under 17 points a game their last four games. most importantly, Brady and um, the Patriots have faked, faced the weakest schedule of quarterbacks in all of football. Under a 90% quarterback rating, they're not battle-tested. They've only faced two decent quarterbacks and Russell Wilson, and they lost to Wilson at home. And then they faced Big Ben, and um, Big Ben lost Le'Veon Bell in the first uh, quarter. That changed everything. But if you watch the two playoffs games, Osweiler and uh, Big Ben, they drove the ball. Um, Patriots could have lost both games. It's just those teams turn the ball over in the red zone and settled for three. But Atlanta, they don't turn the ball over. They take care of the rock, and they convert sevens, not threes, in the red zone. And I think uh, Atlanta's in for – I mean, New England's in for a rude awakening when they face a dirty bird offense. Do you look at Matt Ryan being the Super Bowl MVP and having a monster game here? No, I think it's going to be one of the long shot people, like maybe Sanu hmm. as a second receiver or a defensive player like uh, Neil or um, – couple of the younger defensive players I have on that side. Being in Houston here, a couple of minutes left, uh, what are you looking forward to besides the game most about the city? I've never been there, but it, it looks like a good time. Yeah, I'm busy. I got appearances on media to do. Uh, they're doing a documentary of my life. Uh, Mike Rowe is going to narrate it. It's going to be on Netflix. So the producer is flying out to get me before the game, all the nerves, the attention me walking into the stadium first interview after so got a lot on my plate i'm not even really nervous yet i got too much going on my plate right now so many um things that look bright in my future that i don't even have time to worry about it but i've been through this with the royals i was through went through this with the broncos so um, i'm not that nervous i'm ready for sunday already and you are giving away some cash i see if you follow you on instagram and snapchat and twitter yeah um a couple of weeks ago, I gave $1,000 out for people to predict, predict the right score. Then I gave uh, a friend back home in Hawaii two tickets to the Super Bowl with air, travel, hotel, and spending money. Um, so this week, if you follow me on my four social media platforms on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, I'm going to be giving clues and have a contest, and I'll be giving out $5,000 in cash um, to a lucky winner that follows me on social media, and anybody can win, and anybody can participate. And will you be, in the Vegas Dave style, first row 50-yard line? 
Yep, front row. Cost an arm and a leg, I think about 40000 for the Jesus pair. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Had to do it. Well, 40000 out of $5 million would be like a penny. So let's hope it works out. Uh, good luck to the Falcons, and uh, good talking to you again, Dave. Thanks for having me, and we'll get it done. Go Dirty Birds. Hey, this is Morton Anderson, all-time leading scorer in the NFL history, and you're listening to The Jake Brown Show. And we're back on the Jake Brown Show. CBS Radio is played out of iTunes, Spotify, Jake Brown Radio, Jake Brown Show on social media. Friend of the program, once again, joining us is a guy who knows Super Bowls all too well. He's a three-time Super Bowl champion with the San Francisco 49ers, Randy Cross. Randy, what's going on? Not much. Not much. Yeah, you're showing your age if you remember that the Niners actually used to play in Super Bowls. <laughs> now, now they bring in... Uh, a GM that came out of nowhere. They hand him six years. Were you a little surprised by that? Um, not really. You know, I think it, a lot of it was born. You, you've got to remember it was born of the leverage that Shanahan had. You know, once once Josh McDaniels decided that he was going to take himself out of it, then Kyle Shanahan was the last guy still on a horse, and he pretty much could could name his terms and name his people. And put San Francisco in a pretty bad spot. And I mean, if, if you think about it, Jake, if they said no to anything, and he just, what's his worst case scenario? You know, make a million, million and a half as an offensive coordinator of the best offense in the league, mm-hmm. and then wait till next year for another pretty good job. So they had to say yes. And that's one of the things he wanted was a, you know, a young, aggressive guy like, you know, like John Lynch and get him to help or surround him with some of the people that he's familiar with and, you know, go from there. Lynch enters here as a guy who, great player, pretty good broadcaster, but no experience in a front office. I mean, do you uh, put your crystal ball hat on here? Do you think he'll have success and turn this thing around? Well, I I have confidence that he's a pretty good football guy. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the, the key will be what kind of an eye does he have for the talent you know what kind of a what kind of an ability does he have to get consensus in a room full of, you know, some pretty smart people, um, including his coaches. And you know the bottom line in that building is the number one football guy is gonna be John Lynch. Number one football guy is Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. So his guys are gonna be the ones. You know they'll they'll fit his offense. They'll fit what he wants to do defensively. And, you know, I've been telling Niner fans here over the course of the last four, you know, three or four days since all this started coming together, you know, don't panic. Don't go crazy. Wait till you see the entire, you know, unit put together as far as the front office and, and the coaches and whatnot. And, you know, judge it from there. My, my guess is they're going to be fast. They're going to be young. And when it comes to, you know, drafting and free agency and stuff with all the money they've got sitting there against the cap, they're going to be pretty damn aggressive. You're a former offensive lineman. Say you're out there right now. Do you want Colin Kaepernick behind center if you're a 49er fan? Um, I wouldn't let Colin Kaepernick wash my towel. <laughs> uh, he, can, yeah, he, can, he can go do whatever it is. He can go do the rest of his guy, you know his life's work wherever he wants to go. I'll, I, I would try to make a deal with somebody else and see if I couldn't get something out of him. But no, I wouldn't have him as my quarterback. I'd have short-term somebody that, you know, is going to be kind of the guy. I'm not a huge fan of making the deals 
that you know some people have made for these quarterbacks with mm-hmm. teams. You know, it's you know I just do do not think it's smart. I, I, it's you give up so much draft wise that it really really affects your your depth and everything else. The only one that I can think of that was a you know a great multiple multiple picks was Julio Jones a few years back. But the rest of them for quarterbacks and stuff, it's been pretty much an empty hole. You realize you wrote the headline yourself, Randy, with the uh, <laughs> haven't washed the towels. That is an incredible uh, line right there. So yeah, I, I mean, it'd be very simple. I think that would be my job requirement of him if I if I had been hired. <laughs> so I, I do you? I mean, you think they'll draft Trubinsky? Do you think they'll get a quarterback in the first round? Well, they're sitting in a nice spot. I think uh, they and Cleveland are both sitting in a spot that, you know, people are going to identify guys in this draft that they really, really like, Um, not necessarily quarterbacks. Uh, I wouldn't draft any of these guys. My favorite quarterback in this draft is Deshaun Watson. Yeah, me too. But but I would, uh, you know, luckily for him, I don't think Deshaun's going to go until a playoff team somewhere in the 20s. And I don't look at that as being a real penalty. But, no, I think when you look at defensive players, you look at, um, you know, some some receivers, offensive linemen, quarterback's not the deepest group. And, I, and I've seen Trubisky a few times on tape, and he's not bad. Mm-hmm. He's not a gazillion-dollar, you know, top-five guy in my mind. Yeah, I, I think Watson's going to be a steal for whoever gets him. He's going to be a better player than Trubisky in my mind. Randy Cross joining us, Randy Cross FB on Twitter. All right, before we let you go, man, you called it. We talked, I think, before the playoffs. You said Falcons. You said Patriots, I'm pretty sure. Uh, you've seen mm-hmm. the Falcons. You live there. It happened. Uh, you're going to probably pick my lottery numbers one day. Um, <laughs> w- break down this game for us. Uh, what's the sc- I know you're going to pick the Falcons. What's the score and uh, break it down for us? Well, I, I think you're going to see a game that, you know, at least initially we come later into the week, there's going to be a lot of na- analogies driven between the Patriots and the great show on turf game there down in the Superdome years ago, uh, you know, where they're going to have to take something away. I, I think the Patriots won that first Super Bowl for, for one reason, and that's because Mike Martz, kind of went brain dead and forgot he had Marshall Falk. I think that's something that the the Falcons will not do. They've got two really good running backs in Coleman and Freeman. And that passing game is is pretty damn pretty dog pretty doggone potent. I, I think the Falcons score somewhere in the mid thirties, you know, thirty four or thirty five points. And I think they win by anywhere from eight to ten points in this game. I I, if I had my brothers, uh, I would go Falcons in the over. Wow, there you go. And uh, Brett, Brett Musburger uh, may be doing that as well, <laughs> the, the gambler himself. <laughs> you heard about that? I'm going to miss that, to be honest with you. Yeah. Oh, I'm you... going to miss those snide backdoor cover remarks <laughs> at the end of games. Well, well, you heard he's starting up a gambling show on Sirius XM. I heard about that, yeah. Isn't that perfect? It only makes sense, right? That's got a certain symmetry to it, yeah. <laughs> Randy Cross, Randy Cross, FB on Twitter, CBS Sports Analyst. Uh, he called the Falcons Patriots. He's saying maybe a 10-point win for the Falcons. Another guest of the program, Vegas Dave, has, has $3 million on the on the uh, Falcons to win here. Uh, let's see what happens. Randy, great talking to you again. Uh, enjoy Houston and enjoy the game. 
Thanks, man. Anytime, Jake. This is Vegas State, professional sports better, and you're listening to the Jake Brown Show. And welcome back to the Jake Brown Show. CBS Radio is played out at iTunes, Spotify. Stitcher is where you find us. Subscribe, rate, review, follow on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all that jazz. Jake Brown Radio, Jake Brown Show. On the line with us now, we're keeping the Super Bowl preview theme going with a guy who played, uh, I like to say Baker's Dozen because it's cool to say it, but I'll say a dozen years in the NFL as an offensive lineman, Brian Baldinger, who you can find on Twitter at Baldy NFL. He is not bald like I am. Brian, what's going on, man? Jack, I, I tried to play at Baker's house, and they didn't give me a 13th. I, I, I got to cut off at 12, so wasn't for not trying, though. Hey. You know? But uh, it, was, uh, it was sweet. It was sing God bless America every day when I was in it. Yeah, man, 12 years. I mean, you, you had the Massapequa, the All-American Burger roots. I mean, you're yeah. li- living the dream here. Um, and now you are, well, you are bound, you were in Houston. Are you going? Cause a lot of guys I'm talking to are in Houston for the week, but not going to the game. Are you going to the game? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go to the game. Uh, I got some things I have to do, so I'll be around here all week. Um, it's a long week, so I don't try to get in too early. So I've just arrived and just, uh, getting ready to get to the hotel, get settled in and, um, got a few responsibilities, a few things I want to attend. So, and it's always, uh, I have some a bunch of friends here, guys I've played with and guys I know in business. So, I mean, it's just it's just a great week. I, I, I really look forward to it every year. What do you expect the field to be? Do you, do you expect it to be half Patriots, half Falcons? Do you expect one side to dominate the other in terms of the fan base? Um, you know, it's a, it's a pretty corporate feel. Um, I think both teams will be represented. And, uh, you know, should they get the momentum, I think you'll see it swing inside the stadium. My guess is that uh, Patriot fans never get tired of this. Um, I've seen them at a bunch of these things uh, over the last 15 or 16 years. So they never seem to get tired of ever coming to these. And this is uh, the first one for the Falcons in, in just about as long. So um, I think the Falcons, it's not a long trip from Atlanta to Houston. I think they'll be fairly well represented. Break this game down for us. I'm taking the Patriots, I've, and I've said it before, the fact that – the best de- the, the offense is one in five in the six Super Bowls played when it's number one offense versus number one defense. We've seen the defense get the better end of the deal here. Not saying that the Patriots have a dominant defense, but statistically, uh, no one allowed less points than they did. Uh, break this game down here. Who do you see winning, and uh, what's your score? Uh, you know, I I like the Patriots, Jake. I mean, I I I did the Falcons first game of the year this year. I do national radio games and. Uh, I probably did two or three Falcon games this year. The first one, they lost to Tampa at home. Mm-hmm. They got off to a great start that day. Um, but really, from that day on, this was this has been a great offense. Um, you know, you can statistically measure it any way you want. Teams have taken Julio Jones out, and other guys have stepped up big. They went up to Denver this year, and Kevin Coleman was the star of the game. I mean, almost anybody can be a star for this team. Taylor Gabriel could be a star for, for Atlanta. It is a good offense. It's a really good offense. And um, even if the Patriots do a good job with that great defense of taking Julio away, uh, other things can open up. And I think Cal Shanahan is, is uh, smart enough and versatile enough to be able to do it. Uh, but I'd like the Patriots because I think, you know, they'll take a page out of what the Eagles did this year. The Eagles held the Falcons 15 points, and they played keep away. They ran the ball for 280 yards that day in Philadelphia, and, and really Matt Ryan, he only had the ball seven or eight times in the game. And um, and I think the Patriots will take a page out of that. I mean, I think, look, Eric Blunt will be a big part of this. I think the running game will be a big part. 
It won't even surprise to see me, you know, if LeGarrette Blunt is the MVP of the game. Hmm. I think he's going to have that kind of presence uh, in this game. Who Do you have a score, and do you have a, your Super Bowl MVP is going to be LeGarrette Blunt? Well, I, you know, I, I think it's going to be Tom Brady yeah. and LeGarrette, LeGarrette Blunt. I mean, I think, you know, in any big game that the Patriots have won, going back to two years ago when they beat Seattle, I mean, Tom Brady in the second half of that game against the league's best defense was unstoppable. And I, there's just times he gets into rhythms and he can't be stopped. I think the combination. But I, I like the Patriots this game. I think it'll still be close, though. Patriots play a lot of close Super Bowl games. But I, I'd say something like 27-24 would be, a, would be a good game. And I think the, the Falcons will be in it right to the end. Are you a guy who subscribes to the theory of the Patriots would have success with Bill Belichick with really anyone if save as Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, do you think – Brady has needed Belichick more than Belichick has needed Brady? Uh, I know that question is getting asked a lot right now, Jake. I, I think both are great, period. I mean, Bill Belichick, you know, was with Bill Parcells in New York. They won two Super Bowls there. Defensively, they shut down the K-Dunn offense. You know, um, I mean, I, they've had, he's had success. I mean, he's done it with different quarterbacks. Bill is a great coach. But, but Tom Brady would win Super Bowls for a lot of other teams. If you put Tom Brady – you know, on probably five or six teams this year in the NFL. If you put them on Denver, they'd have a great chance of winning a Super Bowl. If you put them in, you know, in a, in a couple other places, I think they would have a great chance of winning a Super Bowl. So I think, I don't know that there's a right answer for that, Jake. I understand the question, but mm-hmm. I think both of them are Hall of Fame and great coaches and players independently of each other. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's such a difficult question because both we're talking about legends here. So, uh, it's difficult to answer, but it's interesting to hear your perspective of Brian Baldinger, 12-year NFL veteran. The guy is an All-American Burger King, and he's from Jersey as well. Yes. Um, a local guy and Baldy NFL on Twitter, man. Uh, good talking. Appreciate it. Enjoy the game, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Brian. All right. My pleasure, Jake. Anytime. Thanks. Hey, this is Tony Gonzalez, and you're listening to The Jake Brown Show. And we're back on uh, The Jake Brown Show, CBS Radio's Play.A, iTunes, Spotify, Jake Brown Radio, Jake Brown Show, social media networks. How to bring on before the season ends, my guy, former Jets wide receiver, who I have co-hosted on good old WGBB with, Rob Carpenter, RC. What's good, bro? What's happening, Jake, man? What's going on? Just living life, living the dream here. Football, unfortunately, coming to an end. I'm just counting down the days to the Mets season begins here as the Knicks are just a train wreck. But we have one more game, and we have one game where we hope that Brady goes down. Follow Rob on Twitter, at RobCarpenter81. Uh, let's break it down here. I mean, you have the the evil empire in the New England Patriots, and you have the the new squad, the new up-and-comers. you got 12 guys on the 13 guys this season scoring touchdowns. Matt Ryan is a potential MVP. Uh, break this game down for us. Who do you like? What's your score prediction here? I Actually, uh, I think the Falcons uh... – Probably win this game, man. Um, even though I know near the end of the season the Patriots defense ended up being uh, you know, the number one defense in the league, but if you look at the uh, the way the Falcons actually have played this season, there's not many teams that actually have slowed them down uh, at all. And you know, um, even though the, uh, the Seahawks defense wasn't the vaunted Seahawks defense of the of the past, with the two games that they played against them, you know. Falcons defense, I mean, the Falcons offense really wasn't stopped, man. Um, first game during the season, everybody knows that that phantom non 
uh, pass interference call that wasn't called on uh, Richard Sherman on Julio Jones late mm-hmm. in the game probably would have uh, changed the outcome of that game. Um, but then you saw what happened in the playoffs. Granted, you know Earl Thomas wasn't there, but you know it just it just seems like um, you know the Falcons' offense is just clicking, and and it's that 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 once in a lifetime offense that you see come around where you know everything is is put in place. You know, guys all over the field uh, making plays. Matt Ryan is basically, you know, just spreading the ball around. Um, it's kind of like uh, the year the Patriots, you know, were undefeated going into the Super Bowl uh, with, with Moss. Um, you know, Brady was just outstanding. And their defense, uh, you know, Falcons defense isn't as vaunted as the Patriots defense, but I think uh, the speed that they actually have on the defensive side of the ball, you know, can can make some plays in this, in this game. And uh, that pass rush that they are going to have to get against uh, Brady, they have some guys in the, in the middle of that, that that defense, you know, that can put a rush on, get that, that, that pressure up the middle. And then, of course, you know, Freeney and uh, and the kid coming off the off the corner. <clears throat> um, so it's, 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 a, it's a defense that I think can, can complement the offense in this game and, and make enough plays to, to get the Falcons to win. Not to say that it's going to be, a, you know, an easy game, of course, because, you know, Brady's going to be doing a lot of things out there. Uh, he tends to figure things out during the game. Um, but um, I think uh score of the game might end up being – it might be a fairly high-scoring game, man. I think it might be something like, you know, 31-28, something like that. And who would your Super Bowl MVP be? Um, If everything holds holds weight the way it is, it, it'd probably be Matt, Matt Ryan. Yeah. Um, I just think, uh, you know – He's made enough plays during this year, and I think he's going to be the the regular season MVP. Uh, my personal opinion, I think he is. Um, and this, you know, this quick playoff run that they've had, uh, continuing it through the season, I just think that he's going to be uh, the guy to um, carry them all the way through that Super Bowl victory and end up being the MVP. I really, yeah, I really hope the old old guard. I mean, I'm I'm picking the Patriots just because. I mean, you look at one in five when in the six matchups where it's been the number one offense versus the number one defense. Uh, sure. While the while the Patriots are an elite defense, the fact they've given up under 16 points a game is pretty scary. But we'll see what happens here. Are you looking forward to the Lady Gaga halftime show, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'll pay attention. <laughs> uh, for the for the most part, you know, I I pay attention to the halftime shows. Um, but I think Lady Gaga doing the halftime show is probably going to be very interesting. Will so Trump be it. mentioned? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Not even anywhere part of this telecast, man. Throughout the whole four-hour telecast, probably of what what the game is actually going to be. Um, I I just hope not, man. Just just hope everybody just sticks to Falcons, Patriots, and Lady Gaga at halftime. <laughs> well, last one for you. Over under Peyton Manning commercials one and a half. Uh, I go over. I go over too. Um, we haven't seen him, but I do think he's probably going to end up making a few spots during the Super Bowl. Um, and I, I'll go over one and a half. And those 30 second spots will cost $5 million, <laughs> bro. That is ridiculous. Yeah, that's kind of insane, man. But hey, it's the life you're living right now, man, with the NFL. It's 2017. Rob Carpenter, former New York Jets wide receiver. Follow him on Twitter at RobCarpenter81. Uh, good catching up with you, man. Enjoy the game, and we'll talk soon. Appreciate it. All right, no problem, Jake. Thanks, man. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 